On this brand new Compete Everyday podcast, I'm joined by UMass's Dr. Nicole Gabana, and we talk gratitude, why it's important, how it's key to our performance, and how to inject it into your team, your culture, and your life. What's up, Competitor Nation? Jake Thompson here, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and we are kicking off December with a fantastic conversation today with Dr. Nicole Gavana. I just geeked out on the topic of gratitude and when it comes to our performance, when it comes to how we show up in the world every day. This topic's unique to me because, as I shared with a lot of you in my book, I constantly struggled with this idea that I wasn't there yet. Like where I was right now, what I was doing right now was not good enough because it wasn't where I ultimately wanted to be. I was so fixated on the future that I missed out on opportunities, on experiences, and and honestly just making memories in the moment. And so Dr. Gabbana and I talked today about the importance of gratitude in the preparation phase, about the importance of gratitude in, in the performance phase. For those of us listening to this that are still active in our athletic career, whether it's a race, a triathlon, a CrossFit competition, a powerlifting event, whatever that is, we talk about why gratitude is so key in those moments to performing at our best. I hope you get a ton out of this conversation because I enjoyed just geeking out on the topic that is near and dear to me as I continually work to improve how I see the world, how I practice gratitude on a daily basis, how I handle certain adversities and challenges with gratitude in my heart and in my perspective. And I think as we finish 2020 and and the year that it's been, this topic is key conversation for leaders, leaders just like you listening to this. And even still, we talk as well about how we can facilitate and inject an attitude of gratitude, for lack of a better word, into our culture, how we can inject and empower our team members, our employees, our coworkers to have a a gratitude in their life, to be grateful Uh, for what they get to do. And so in your leadership position, your opportunity to influence others, there's a ton of takeaways in today's conversation just for you. Before we dive into the show, I want to remind you that holiday shipping guidelines are coming up and they are coming up quick. You still have time to order from CompeteEveryday.com and get your gifts in time for Christmas, but know that the deadline is approaching. For all domestic orders, the cutoff date is December 17th, so make sure your order is in by December 17th if you want it before Christmas, and if you're not in a rush, know that we will be shipping all month long, and so you can miss that deadline, still get your gear this month, but know if you need it for the holidays to get it wrapped and under a tree, December 17th is your deadline, and even better, you can use the code ELVES, E-L-V-E-S, Santa's Little Helpers. That's right, ELVES. Use the code ELVES. Get yourself 20% off. That is good today, December 2nd, all the way till December 9th. So you've got one week, December 2nd to December 9th, to use the code ELVES, E-L-V-E-S, Santa's Little Helpers, because I know you need a little help this holiday, so I want to throw 20% off your way to save a little bit extra in your pocket this holiday season. So code ELVES will give you 20% off any order at CompeteEveryDay.com. And finally, if, if you're still here, if you're hanging out, if you haven't fast-forwarded to my conversation with Nicole, can you do me a quick favor? Like, just give me 30 seconds of time. 
open your email browser, compose a new message, send it to podcast at competeeveryday.com. Use the subject line 2021, that's 2021. And just tell me something you wanna hear on the podcast next year. We're working on next year's schedule, our programming. I've got some great plans and content around how we can continue to build our competitor mindset, how we can take the things from fitness and from sports and translate it into how we build our teams, how we inject into our company culture, how we show up for our coworkers. But I wanna hear from you. And so if you'll take two seconds, shoot me an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. Use the subject line 2021. Tell me something you want us to hit on next year, whether it's a specific guest. Tell me if it's a topic you want us to cover. Uh, Help me know what rabbit holes you want us to run down. Something that's going to be of value to you on this show so that I know each and every week you're getting actionable takeaways. You're getting things you can implement in your work, in your training, in your life to keep showing up and competing every day because we need more competitors. We need more people willing to show up to compete every day for the things that matter and the people they love. And so the way we do that is continuing to pour into you because you are the one that gets to make the impact, the influence on others. So send me a quick email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. Tell me what you want to hear in 2021 and our team will work to bring that to life to help you continue to show up, lead better, achieve more and compete every single day. Now, let's get into this week's show talking gratitude, talking performance, and talking about how to be at our best with a grateful heart with Dr. Nicole Gabbana. Dr. Nicole, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Jake. It's good to be here. I'm excited to have you on. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Obviously, I've been following some of your work on social media and and especially what you do in sports psychology, what you do uh, with gratitude and and coming that we are are recording this right now in November and this episode's airing early December. We're kind of coming out of one month of gratitude and and hopefully that carries over for a lot of people. But uh, December shifts a lot of mindsets into the, well, what do I don't have? What do I want for the holidays? Gimme, gimme, gimme. And so I'm Mm -hmm. looking forward to having the conversation around gratitude and the importance of it. But before we dive into that, to give our listeners just a little bit of context, tell us about what you do right now, where you're located and and help kind of paint a picture of of what you do on a day-to-day basis. Sure. So I'm currently located in Amherst, Massachusetts, and I am the director of sports psychology at the University of Massachusetts. So I provide uh, mental health services and performance consultation to our student athletes and teams. And I also occasionally see uh, private clients on the side. Um, Prior to my position here, I was in a faculty role down at Florida State University um, in their sports psychology program. So I just moved up to Massachusetts in in June, and it's been an adventure with uh, just the whole pandemic situation, but I'm enjoying it. So I am a licensed psychologist, and my specialty is working with athletes and other performers to uh, optimize mental health and well-being and uh, how that can enhance performance on the field. I I love that. And what I find unique about um, just the work you do is, is I feel like you flash back 20 years and no one's really talking sports psychology. Uh, I know like when I was playing, like it really wasn't something you talked about. And, and if you did, a lot of people saw it as woo woo. Uh, mm-hmm. but now more than ever, it's become pretty mainstream. And then you look at the last 10 months, 
And mm-hmm. I feel like athletes, especially at the college level, even at the high school level, are in greater need for working with individuals because so many things outside of their control that, you know, sometimes they're used to dealing, but now they're, they're losing seasons. They're not having the opportunities to play. Um, have you seen a, a spike in healthier conversations this last year around it, um, around just the need for performance and the need for sports psychologists on staff and universities and with teams just due to so many things being out of their control? Yes, I do for sure. And I I think it mirrors what we see, you know, just in society in general, not just in the the performance sector, but this past year has uh, presented so many challenges and so much adversity for everyone to have to adapt to and grow and grieve and cope with. And uh, athletes have their their own unique challenges um, in this current climate and environment. So I think that there is definitely more awareness being brought to these types of services. And also um, they're just as applicable, you know, when we're not like prior to 2020 and following 2020 and whatever may come. So um, I think it's, it's really just normalizing the fact that we spend so much time on the technical, the tactical aspects of sport and performance, and that's for good reason. But there's so much that we're missing if we're not tapping into the mental component of sport and also taking care of, of our mental health and well-being of our, our players and performers. One of the things I know you dial in on and do a lot of work around is gratitude, as I mentioned. Do you feel, maybe this year, 2020, it's harder now more than ever to be grateful for the mass uh, general population in terms of how much time we spend on social media, um, how connected we are digitally. Do you think it's harder for us to be more grateful for what we have and what we've done and, and what we've achieved than ever? Or do you think it's always been a, a challenge and it's just a matter of daily practicing and, and reframing how we choose to look at our situation? Yeah, that's an interesting question because I think it can go both ways. So in some ways, I, I've seen it be a greater challenge just with a lot of the, the struggles, the adversity that has been happening um, in this past year and even leading up to it. And just how, uh, you know, how that takes a mental and emotional toll on people and that it might be challenging to, to focus on the good and to feel grateful in the midst of all this this stress and uncertainty and bad things that happen in our world. And at the same time, I've also seen it go the other direction where, you know, being in the midst of a global pandemic, it's really forced people to slow down, um, forced athletes to slow down and look around at the other aspects of their life and say, how do I get through this time? Who do I have around to support me? What other things can I focus on right now that I appreciate if I can't have practice or if I can't have competition. So I I think the opportunity is ample to, to identify the good things and to be grateful, but it takes intentional practice. Uh, And that's what my research and, and uh, specialty in, in gratitude for performance is focused on is how do we get people to develop habits that promote gratitude so that we can bounce back more quickly in times of adversity. So it's not about pretending that everything is good or that we should be grateful for everything. Like that's not, that doesn't make any sense, right? Bad things happen. 
but it can be a mental skill and a tool that we use to balance things out and help us cope during tough times. Do you see that a lot of um, the conversation or work is around reframing how we look at certain situations? And the reason I ask is one of the things that stood out, I saw you uh, tweeted yesterday uh, or Tuesday around the election. And your mm -hmm. quote was that gratitude is not outcome dependent. And, and you mm -hmm. listed the things you were grateful of to be able to vote and participate in. But the line of gratitude is not outcome dependent is something that stood out to me because when we think sports and, and a lot of times we think business and life, the, the focus is the win. And we talk mm -hmm. about the importance of working through the process and just focusing on the process. But that really takes it to a new level when you talk gratitude of like, you can try and, and work and work. And even if you don't win, even if you fall completely short, you can still have gratitude throughout that piece is how does that work? Just out of curiosity in terms of learning to shift our perspective? Cause I imagine it's a daily challenge, but it's something that mm -hmm. a lot of people at first glance might be like, why would I be grateful if I lose? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, it's about consistency and it's about developing skills for us to manage our emotions during the highs and lows. So we know that in terms of performance, we have, you know, we have sometimes when we're, we're winning, we have sometimes when we're losing, the, the outcome fluctuates, our performance fluctuates. And one of the biggest challenges I see for performers is confidence, mood, uh, satisfaction with their sport, enjoyment, um, all these things being affected by the outcome, right? And it's really hard to maintain a balanced perspective, to maintain a balanced emotional state when you're placing the, the um, everything on the outcome of performance. Now, obviously with sport, we care about the outcome. It's not to say that that's not important or that we shouldn't care about it, but if everything depends on that, then we're, our mood is gonna be up and down. Our confidence is gonna be up and down. Our um, self-talk is gonna be up and down. Our motivation is gonna be up and down. So there's, there's so much uh, that we can learn in terms of developing skills that help us to maintain some consistency in our emotional state when we're facing those highs and lows. So gratitude can be a way to do that because it, it forces us to broaden our perspective and it basically trains our brain to see the full picture, to identify the things that we might be missing when we're facing stressful situations or when we have a poor performance. Because naturally our brain is designed to focus on the negative. It's designed to detect threats, to protect us from threats, to keep us alive. And when we're not performing well, that hyper focus on the negative is functional when we're trying to physically survive in a life or death situation. But if our focus stays there, it makes it really challenging to grow and to look ahead and to maintain a positive mentality and a growth mindset because we're so stuck in that negative frame of mind. So gratitude practice is really about training your mind to be able to identify the good things or the things that you can appreciate even in the midst of a difficult situation. So the reason I say it's not outcome dependent is because you don't have to be grateful for a bad situation or you know, sustaining an injury or losing a game, but you can still find opportunities to say, what did I learn from this situation? What can I be grateful for in terms of who was around to support me? 
the, the freedoms that I might have, the choices that I do have to make or what's in my control, or even if nothing else, like what personal strengths am I grateful for that I, I've used during this time? So I, yeah. Go ahead. No, keep going. <laughs> keep going. I, I love it. Keep going. Um, no, I, I, so I see it as a way to kind of train ourselves to look beyond our default. Um, and that can be really important in the highs too, right? So we, we know um, we've all seen examples when someone is performing really well and they get overconfident or that emotion gets dysregulated in, in the uh, heightened direction, right? And the impact that that can have on a sense of groundedness or humility. Um, and that can be just as detrimental to long-term performance as, you know, as the, the poor outcomes. So I think it, it, gratitude also keeps us humble during the, the high moments, the successful moments, and not to say that we shouldn't celebrate them or we shouldn't be proud of them, but it helps us to look around and say, how did I get there? What helped me get there? And um, so it keeps us in this, in this grounded place. I've got so many questions I want to ask you <laughs> off of this. The first, actually, I'm curious, because you talk about gratitude being able to see the, the larger picture, being able to look at all these pieces. And, and the thing that stuck out about what you just said about, you know, not getting too high and not getting too low, during the midst of a performance type game situation, your focus has to be not necessarily on the big picture, but on just what's in your control, which is that next play. What is the balance in that of that larger gratitude perspective versus the I've got to be locked in on immediately what's right in front of me and what's in my control? Is it just in the performance setting and using gratitude differently in your preparation mode? Um, or how does that balance uh, in terms of being able to be aware of the big picture, see the big picture, but in the moment you're so locked into what is happening now that you're not worried three plays ahead or, or what just happened in the last play, good or bad? Mm -hmm. For sure. I couldn't agree more. I think in the moment when you're performing like that, that focus has to be on the task at hand. It has to be present focused. And that's a huge challenge for performers, right? We're often focused on the last play that just happened, whether that went well or that went horribly, or we're anxious about the next thing coming up or um, in those pressure situations. So by no means is gratitude like the only mental skill that we, we need to have to, to enhance performance. Um, I think often I use it in the reflective process post-performance, um, but also leading up to performance and just, you know, taking some time to reflect on appreciating the moment that you're in right now and what that has to offer and how you've gotten to that place. It, it can be a way to center us and to in, increase mindfulness before performing so that we are brought to the present moment and we're not thinking about the past or the future. But I think it can also provide um, a realistic assessment of performance in the reflection process because like I said, you're getting more information. You're not just focused on the bad or what you need to improve but you're focused on, okay, what can I improve? But also what did I do well? What went well in this situation? And it might only be one small thing, but I believe that there's always something that you can identify to 
appreciate, to be grateful for, or to learn from any situation. And the more that we can do that completely and not just focus on one or the other, I think that gives us so much more material to work with for future performance. I love that. Wow. And it's, it's so interesting. Uh, I was interviewing uh, the guest actually as, as people are listening, that was last week's episode, Ken Lubin. And he talked about from a very different perspective. He, he's not a sports psychologist. Um, he has a staffing agency and is a highly competitive athlete in his forties uh, and fifties. And so uh, as we were talking, he was talking the same thing about, you know, he doesn't carry the pressure when he gets to the starting line of the race it's all just like smile and enjoy it and be thankful to be there and have fun because at that point the work's been done. And he talked about mm-hmm. just how enjoyable that process is and, and hearing you say that of the, the lead up to that and, and being able to enjoy that so that you step into that performance, you're focused, but you're also grateful. It, it's great hearing for, especially for our listeners, hearing it uh, said a little differently last week and then talked about it from that sports psychology perspective this week to help continue to connect those dots for them. I'm just curious, what sports did you play growing up? (laughs) I played a bunch of sports growing up. So I started with gymnastics. That was my first sport. And then moved on to soccer, basketball, field hockey in high school. Um, Also, I love skiing. I love surfing. And then in college, I actually decided to go out for the crew team and started rowing. So uh, that was an adventure, and and I would say that shaped a lot of my passion and desire to go into this field. Uh, was just my my experiences as a collegiate athlete. Well, and that's that's kind of where I was going. Did you struggle with gratitude as a college athlete, and is that what prompted you down this path of curiosity, or uh, did you see it in other people and wonder why there was a disconnect that maybe you didn't have with with gratitude and performance? Hmm. Yeah, I would say gratitude didn't really come into my sports psychology work until I was in my PhD program and I was working with one of my mentors who was doing research on gratitude and how this impacted outcomes in therapy and how it affected people's mental health and well-being. And there wasn't any research being done in, uh, in sport or in athletes, or there was very little, I should say. Uh, being done on how gratitude practice could help performers to maintain perspective, to deal with setbacks, to enhance their mental health and well-being. So I started getting really curious about it uh, during my my doctoral program. But I would say going back, um, gratitude has always been part of just my my personal philosophy, the way I was raised, my spirituality. Um, there's always been a heavy emphasis on giving thanks. And, um, you know, as you said, appropriate during this month of November. um, But, you know, that it's so important and it's, it's completely changed my life. And I see how it can drastically impact the way that we look at things, the way that we're able to cope with things. And so um, just because of everything that I've seen and how impactful it can be, I think it, it um, drives me to to spread that and try and help people to to practice it. And it can be a struggle. Like I struggle with it too at times. Um, and one of the things that I like to distinguish for people is that when we think about gratitude, we often think about this emotion state, right? Like this warm and fuzzy feeling of gratitude. And that's actually, that, that's a nice feeling. 
but we can't expect ourselves to feel that emotion of gratitude all the time. Like we can, we're going to feel frustrated. We're going to feel angry. We're going to feel sad. We're going to feel happy. Like we feel a range of emotions and to expect ourselves to feel grateful all the time is unrealistic. But we, what we can do is we can develop habits to train ourselves to mentally shift our focus to what's going well and pay attention more to those things. So it might be, you know, reflecting on your day and trying to see the good or write down some good things that happen. And you don't have to feel any certain way to do that. You just have to do it. And so I think sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking we have to feel a certain emotion in order to do these things, in order to like identify what you feel grateful for, when sometimes the behavior, the habit has to be established before our emotional state gradually starts to change. I love that. You don't, it's, it's like the idea, you don't need the motivation to start doing the work. You just need to start doing the work. One of the things I'm curious about working with athletes, specifically with teams, is, is how do you encourage coaches to, um, I guess, encourage gratitude within their team and their culture as kind of that, li that way of life? And, and the reason I'm asking is because I think there's a strong parallel with how coaches and, and build their teams, build their locker rooms, as well as managers and directors pour into their teams and their locker rooms within a company and organizational culture and, and the importance of, of gratitude and everything you've shared today, just for those leaders listening that may be like, well, I don't know how to get my team to be more grateful. I don't, I don't even know where mm -hmm. to start to start fostering more of a culture of gratitude, which from a performance standpoint has so many benefits. Where would you just challenge our listeners maybe as a small starting point to where they can start injecting more of that gratitude into their workplace and into their teams. Yeah, this is gonna be a very easy and a very hard answer, but a very simple one. You have to embody it, you have to practice it. Like you have to put in the work to enhance your own gratitude skills before you can expect or demand that other people feel more grateful. And it can actually be counterproductive when we try to force people to feel grateful. So, you know, we've, we've probably all had that experience where someone's like, you know, you're, you're venting about something or you're expressing some negative emotions about an experience. And they're like, yeah, but like, look at all this good stuff that you have. Like, you should be grateful that it's not this way or that there's you know, all these other unfortunate circumstances and you're so blessed. And it's not to say that that's not true, but we don't really respond well to that because we don't feel like our own emotions are being validated. So I would say resist that urge to try and tell people and preach to people that they should feel more grateful and start developing a gratitude practice or a habit for yourself and it really teaches you like what is challenging about that, but what is beneficial about it. And the more that you express gratitude and appreciation for others and to others and in front of others, the more you talk about it, the, the more that that gets modeled and, and it changes the culture by changing yourself. So, um, you know, when people feel appreciated, you know, if you're a coach and you, you, vocally share your appreciation for your player or you build them up or you encourage them and you're giving them specific feedback on their strengths and 
um, it, it makes them want to work harder. And we're so focused on improvement, which is important in sport, but it needs to be balanced with emphasizing people's strengths and affirming them and appreciating them. And when people don't feel appreciated, then it's, it's division, it's um, frustration, motivation decreases. So I think the more that we can, um, we can work on ourselves, it, it can create culture change by example. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you incredibly for, for sharing that takeaway. And it, it was a simple piece of direction, but obviously simple doesn't always mean easy. And for us mm -hmm. to set the pace, it, it always starts by looking in the mirror. Nicole, this has been an incredible conversation. I appreciate you making time today to spend with us. Where is the best place for our listeners to follow your work and, and follow what you do? Sure. Well, it's been a pleasure to be here and uh, I am grateful for this opportunity. So thank you, Jake. And if people want to get in touch with me or want to follow my work, I am on Twitter. So my um, Twitter handle is at dr Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, Gabana, G-A-B-A-N-A. So um, I am on Twitter and, um, you know, always open to, to questions or feedback. So thank you. We'll be linking to it in the show notes. Uh, Dr. Nicole Gabana, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Jake. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. As always, drop us a note with your feedback to podcast at competeeveryday.com. Check out more episodes, find amazing apparel, get connected with the community at competeeveryday.com. And until next week, Bring your best, show up every day regardless of how you feel, and be that type of competitor you were created to be.